All right, so if you are a high-achieving, busy, working mom, I want you to listen up. I want to know if you've ever been stuck in the endless loop of starting a new weight loss plan just to end up falling off the wagon weeks later, or are you trying to bribe yourself to stick to a new workout plan that you just paid hundreds of dollars for? I want you to know that you're not alone, but you've also been living a lie. I want you to stop beating yourself up over not succeeding at diets that were meant for you to fail. I want you to remove the guilt of being inconsistent with workouts that don't really fit your lifestyle because here's the truth. You can hop off the diet wagon, start eating the foods you enjoy, and still lose weight. You can ditch the gym, create a workout that works for you, and still hit your body goals. And you can also achieve and maintain a full lifestyle transformation. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that so you can feel confident and comfortable in your clothes, you can eat what you love, and you could be the confident woman that everybody already thinks you are. So I want you to click on the link below to join my free three-day challenge, Trim and Transform Your Roadmap to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Lifestyle, where I'm going to be teaching you my proven methods for sustainable weight loss, shifting your mindset, and achieving a fulfilling lifestyle. So head to the show notes and join my free three-day challenge. So I get asked a lot about my thoughts on doing detoxes and cleanses, and I got to say, I am not a fan of most of them because it's all about deprivation and basically starving for three to five days. My preferred way to reset your body, if you're looking to bring it back to a healthy, feel-good baseline, is through a satisfying reset, which is exactly why I want to tell you about my favorite one by Chroma Wellness. They have an incredible five-day reset program that's absolutely delicious easy to follow, and loaded with nutrient-rich superfoods that will keep your hunger and cravings low and your energy high. This can be the perfect way to jumpstart you into a year of healthy habits, giving your body exactly what it needs. This is not a five-day cleanse where you feel deprived, hungry, and miserable. Each day of the reset leaves you feeling satisfied, energized, less bloated, clear-headed, and amazing. Most importantly, it's completely customizable to ensure you are getting the nutrients you need to support your metabolism. So right now, my followers are getting 20% off. So head to chromawellness.com and use code AMBER20. Again, chromawellness.com and use code AMBER20 for 20% off. Welcome to the Wellness Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Shaw a board-certified health and wellness coach, personal trainer, and mind and body transformation expert for women over 40. I empower women to stop dieting, lose the weight for good, and create a life they love. As a recovered cereal dieter and single mom of two who radically transformed her life at the age of 40, I'll be sharing tips and strategies to end the vicious cycle of dieting and find true food freedom while learning to love what you see in the mirror. Together, we will talk nutrition, fitness, mindset, relationships, personal growth, lifestyle, and basically all things life after 40. You with me, mama? Let's go. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Shaw. And as always, I'm so honored to be in your ear and to be with you today. 
So I just got back from a very relaxing, much needed trip with my good girlfriend, Carrie Ford. She is absolutely amazing. Such a dear friend of mine. And we went to a friend of mine's lake house. And I wanted to share with something with you that happened on the trip um, and talk through it with you a little bit because the work that I have done on myself over the years really helped me to navigate this situation a hell of a lot faster than, uh, you know, had I, had I not done the work, right? So I was sitting on the couch uh, with Carrie and all of a sudden I get a text from my boyfriend and he is, um, he has two kids and I, uh, you know, I have my two kids. And so our schedules are very, very challenging. Um, you know, sometimes we're just able to see each other like once a week and it's just difficult if you are a, uh, you know, divorced parent and you've got, you know, you are obviously divorced parents, you got kids. If you're a divorced parent, um, of humans, um, then you know that like it can be super, super challenging, especially like when the kids are younger and, and all of that, right? So anyways, we had plans to uh, for him to come over. And when he comes over, he just, you know, we usually spend the night together. And so he had, was going to come over on Monday night. And he sent me a message and just said, hey, I'm going to have to get up really early and leave because I've got to, you know, I've got to, you know, grab my daughter. Kids are out for fall break. And, and I just want to give you a little context around this because I knew he had his, he has his kids the entire fall break, right? And I already knew this. I did know that his ex-wife was going to take the kids just for the one night, but technically it was his time, okay? And I knew all of this on like a, like a, like a conscious, like rational level, okay? But I got to tell you, like when he texted me that, I was very, very triggered. And without even being able to like control my body, I immediately fired off a text back to him that said, um, okay, sounds good. You know, if um, you know, if it's just easier if you if if it's just easier for you not to spend the night, uh, so you don't have to worry about it, then then that's fine too. And that was a very, very passive aggressive response for me, right? Um, uh, because he always spends the night. And like, why wouldn't he still spend the night? And I immediately sent it and I immediately looked at my friend Carrie and I said, okay, I need you to talk me off the ledge here because I'm doing what I always do in relationships. And I need to like, I need to run this by you to like help me understand why am I doing this and why and why do I always go to this place? And so we started breaking it down. Okay. We started breaking it down. We started talking about this. And I said, wow, she says, okay, well, what? And look, keep in mind, Carrie is helps with somatic, Carrie coaches. She's a somatic healing coach and she like specializes in trauma and all this. So she was actually the perfect person for me to, um, to bounce this off of. So she just says, okay, well, what's like, what's coming up for you right now? And I said, well, I think what happened, like what I'm feeling is like in that moment, I feel like, well, like there's already parameters put on our time together before it's even started. And I guess if I'm really digging deeper, to some degree, what's coming up for me is this feeling of like, oh, I'm not a priority, or I'm feeling very like marginalized that like we're, this is like our one night together. 
and and he's got to leave like super early in the morning. Now, here's what's hard because I know rationally what my brain is saying is, Amber, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm sure the conversation with he and his ex-wife was, hey, uh, can you take them for tonight so I can go spend time with Amber? And the ex-wife was probably like, yeah, but I got to be at work the next day. Can Can I just drop her off before work? Like, my brain was telling me that. I knew that. But what my nervous system was feeling and emotionally what I was feeling was two separate things. And so I had this like inner conflict. And I will tell you that like my go-to when I feel like that as a total defense mechanism is to just say like, basically like F off. Okay. Like whatever. Like, Hey, well, you know what? That's fine. Like, I don't need you anyways. Like don't spend the night. Like da, 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 da. Like almost like I'm going to punish you. Like you hurt my feelings. Cause I wanted to spend more time together, you know? Um, so just forget it. Like you, I, I do me, you do you like whatever, like shut down. That is so my defense mechanism. And I tell, I have to tell you, like, I've absolutely been working on this you know, as I've, especially it's come out so much in the healing work that I've done since I've gotten divorced. And so what I realized is that this inner conflict was being caused by the different parts within me. And one of those parts in me is like seven-year-old Amber, seven-year-old Amber who struggles with Abandonment issues. This comes a lot from my uh, divorce, uh, the, the, not my divorce, but the divorce of my parents when I was seven. This this uh, seven year old Amber who wants to feel seen and who wants to feel heard. I think seven year old Amber who really um, craved, you know, like her dad's attention because he was, you know, after they got divorced. Obviously, I was living with my mom. I didn't see my dad as much. This this like really wanting to like please. My dad, this is also, I think, where this quality time part, like who, who this seven-year-old Amber who really craves quality time from people that they care about, right? And so all of these things, I recognize like when I have that like automatic response, right? Like to my boyfriend's text, it's seven-year-old Amber that comes out, seven-year-old Amber that comes out. So I was talking to my friend Karen. She's like, so we totally like, and of course I've done this work before. And that's actually what I want to share with you today is a little bit about like, what, what is that work that I'm talking about of how I got to recognize that when that, def- that defense mechanism pops up for me, that that really is seven year old Amber. And, you know, I've had to, to really do a lot of work with seven year old Amber um, because she's shown up, uh, you know, relation and relationships for me a lot since I've gotten divorced. And so this type of work that I'm talking about is called uh, parts therapy. Now there's different, there's different like versions of like parts therapy, but the one that I'm really talking about today is by Richard Schwartz, by Richard Schwartz. And this is the internal family systems. And he talks about Parts therapy. Now, I'm not going to spend uh, a ton of time. I, there, it, it can be very complex as far as like the healing modalities, like when you're working with parts therapy and all of that. But I just want to give today. I want to talk a little bit about um, what exactly is parts therapy, and and kind of give a, a, a general overview for it because I think it is uh, for so many, and I know for myself, 
um, it has just been a really, really powerful tool. And in fact, uh, when I had Gabby Bernstein on this episode, uh, I'm sorry, on this podcast, she and her book, Happy Days, um, talks a lot about about IFS and about parts therapy. It was a very, very instrumental part for her in healing her childhood trauma, right? So if you are somebody that does, uh, you know, feel stuck, maybe there's some things that you're working on that you're trying to change and you just, you notice this kind of inner conflict, then you definitely want to grab a pen and paper and let's take some notes. Now, one of the things that I want to be very clear on is we talk about different parts of you. We're not talking about like multiple personalities, right? We are talking about um, just the, uh, the, the, the different parts of you that, that make you who you are. And then we all have different parts from us, you know, stemming from different stages and experiences um, in our life, good and bad, right? It doesn't all have to be um, from trauma. So parts work is a kind of therapy that just ad- um, addresses differences and conflicts in, quote, like agendas between parts of us that are usually responsible for like blocking or in grit, you know, usually responsible for like the, the gridlock or the block in your emotional healing. And as I said, uh, this was uh, this where I, what I'm going to talk about next, these different pieces of this were taken directly from Richard, Richard Schwartz and the internal, internal family systems, right? And he's has, he is the one that um, is the, behind this type of therapy, internal family systems therapy. So as I mentioned, these are, when we talk about different parts of us, he, Richard Schwartz talks about, and he names them, different uh, parts of, uh, of yourself um, that you can start to recognize. And there's, there's three of them that I want to share. And the first one is what he calls exiles. Now, these are the younger parts of yourself that hold different emotions and vulnerabilities, needs and memories that maybe even like when ignored, maybe they went unresolved. And we had to basically exile them or put them away um, because really there was no space to process the needs or the trauma experience. Now, for me, this is this is the seven-year-old Amber. Okay, this is seven-year-old Amber. And I'll be honest with you, I I never realized that my parents' divorce was as traumatic for me as it really was. I, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago, like, hey, how did you do with your, you know, your, uh, your parents' divorce? How did that go for you? I would have said, I'm fine. Like, I I was totally fine. I was totally fine. Like, everything was great. (laughs) But, you know, the more that I started doing this type of therapy and the more that I started working on myself and I started seeing some of these things come up for me, um, and particularly in relationships when I got back on the dating scene, I realized that actually, absolutely not, was it okay for me? And I realized that there were a lot of emotions and just feelings surrounding my parents' divorce that I just, I never even realized. And it really shaped a lot of, of, of the way that I handle conflict with others, particularly in relationships, as we saw, I, you know, just in my example a minute ago, me firing back that kind of passive aggressive text to my boyfriend. 
And so, so for me, that, that was my, you know, for me, recognizing that exiled part, that part that I had to put away has been, I mean, incredibly instrumental in my healing because I can recognize her a lot faster, you know, in my uh, first relationship after my uh, divorce, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had a little seven-year-old exiled part still, still within me. And so I would, so how that situation would have played out, you know, a couple years ago is that I would have made a passive aggressive comment like that. And at the time, the guy that I was dating, I, I, I think that he, uh, he would have gotten defensive and, and probably rightfully so. I mean, you could tell that it was a passive aggressive text. And then because I didn't recognize what was really going on with me, then I then I would just allow myself to continue with this and with this defense mechanism, right? And just really basically like F off. And then, then it would spiral into a huge fight. But now that I'm able to like recognize, I can really like pull myself back and a little bit faster and like, okay. Amber, you know that this is this is this is little this is little girl Amber coming out. This is seven year old Amber coming out. Okay, so let's take a minute. Let's look at the facts, right? Which is where I was able to like basically, you know, close the gap between my emotional self and my rational self. And like the example I gave with my boyfriend, which was like, okay, I know that this is really what's going on. And my even my girlfriend Carrie was like, Amber, it's it's quite the opposite. As far as you know, your your fear that he's not making you a priority, he is trying to make you a priority, which is why he's coming over and asked his ex wife <laughs> to take the kids. And I was like, okay, like, and I took a breath and I was able to come down off that. So you know, being able to recognize the exile has been really, really important. Now, the second one that I want to mention is what uh, Richard Schwartz calls as the managers. Okay, the managers; these are the ones that keep the person going, right? So they they help to really kind of set that exiled part aside so that, you know, your functioning self can can really go on with life, right? Because nobody can I I, you know, I know for me I can't live in, you know, 7-year-old Amber's mindset. Um I'd be an emotional wreck, okay? So I've got a manager that helps uh to put that aside. So managers I want to say though that they can actually be like healthy or unhealthy. Um, because managers can actually compartmentalize, right? Like, and that can be a good manager skill, but sometimes how it can rear its ugly head is by putting constant pressure or like being, or like, uh, perfectionism. Um, because like perfectionism can be a form of managing that exile part, but that brings on stress. And I got to tell you that this is also an area for me that I definitely recognize where perfectionism for me has been such a like a managerial skill. And I want to highlight the perfectionism part of this because I can tell you, I think for a lot of women, a lot of women, perfectionism really does come from being that manager, from, from, from really trying to protect that exile part of you, maybe it is that inner child, that little girl, or you know whatever that looks like for you. But it is a, it is a, I think a coping mechanism that we can develop in order to, you know, to to protect ourselves. And I know for me, without a shadow of a doubt, like that's absolutely where a lot of that comes from. You know, it also comes for me 
um, is really that seven-year-old girl trying to impress my dad, trying to, you know, win his affection and love and, and time with him and wanting him to be proud of me. And really, again, like just kind of tapping into that seven-year-old self, I really developed this perfection mindset. And I all, I talk about this all the time on this show, although in a lot of areas, it's really, really served me. Uh, it can cause a lot of stress for me as well. Um, so that is absolutely a part of me that I recognize too. Now, the third one that I want to mention is called the firefighter. Now, the firefighter is like the extreme version of the manager, okay? So they are the ones that act like a little bit more impulsively. Um, and sometimes they engage from desperation to like make any pain or hurt go away. Now, sometimes this can show up as like addictive behaviors or like, like just completely shutting down, right? And you know, this is, or, or even like self-destruction, right? And I absolutely can recognize the firefighter in me as well. Um, I think to some degree, like my, uh, me just impulsively responding with that, like text back to my boyfriend, which is basically like, you know, well, if you don't want to spend the night, then, you know, just, if that's going to be easier for you, then just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, That was very, very impulsive for me, but it was like all of a sudden, you know, I was triggered in that moment. Little seven-year-old girl was like coming up, right? That the hurt little, that that little seven-year-old Amber was coming up and boom, right away the firefighter came in and was like, nope, you're not going to trigger me. You're not going to, nope, you're not going to hurt me. Like I'm out, right? Like the firefighter. And I, it was like, I couldn't even control what I was doing. Like it was like in that moment, I knew that I was like, I could feel that I was hurt. But like immediately the extinguisher came up, immediately the firefighter came out. And so that's been really important for me to really lean into and recognize as well is because even though, even though I immediately replied back with that impulsive like text, because I've done this work, I recognized and with the help of my friend as well, like, okay, I I know what I just did there. I fired back. I fired back because... Seven-year-old Amber came out, and and it's too painful for vulnerable seven-year-old Amber to come out. So we're just we're gonna we're gonna shut that down. We we do not want her to come out. And so for me, it's been so helpful to be able to recognize these different parts within me, and that was really my intention of wanting to share this type of work with you, these different parts, so that you can also start to recognize these parts within yourself. You know, there's different ways that you can also apply this parts therapy. In fact, there is a book that uh, that a client shared with me that is all about like food addiction. This particular client was really struggling with like emotional eating at night, and she was really worried that you know, there's that she is kind of like borderline food addiction. And I know a lot of women can feel that way because uh, a lot of women do struggle with emotional eating, right? And so this book called Resume by Susan Pierce Thompson, it's the powerful reframe to end the crash and crash and burn cycle of, um, of eating. And like, it's all about food addiction. 
she uh, talks about parts therapy and how even as it relates to um, food addiction and emotional eating and all of that, um, that you can recognize different parts within yourself to heal to heal this aspect of yourself, right? And so I think what's been so helpful for me is not only learning how to navigate situations um, where I'm like recognizing these different parts, but it's also just allowed me to have a whole new level of compassion for myself and compassion for seven-year-old Amber. You know, I, I, I think all, as a mother as well, you know, I look back at little seven-year-old and I think about seven-year-old Amber and I think about my daughter and I'm like, you know, how, how, if I could parent seven-year-old Amber and if I could just love on seven-year-old Amber, what would she need? What would she need? Because the truth is a seven-year-old Amber is still here. She, clearly she comes out. She comes out. She is still here. And so it's really, really important. I think we all have, you know, a seven-year-old Amber. It, it looks um, different than, than my seven-year-old Amber, but we all have one. And so it's really, really important to, to get to know her and to recognize her because she's still in you. She still is a part of you. So I really want to invite you and encourage you to lean into this work and put a little thought into this. Where in your life are you feeling stuck? Where in your life are, do you have perhaps some inner conflict? And really spending some time to dig a little deep, deeper, if you, even if you've already started you know, recognizing and being aware of this, but dig a little deeper and get to know those beautiful parts of yourself. Mama, thank you for listening today. I'm so grateful for you and for this community, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Wellness Revolution. I hope you're feeling more empowered and inspired from this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts and connect with me on social media. I'm Miss Amber Shaw. That's MS Amber Shaw across all platforms. And remember, you got this, mama. Until next time. <music>